1: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 493 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is a special episode for 2022. It is our last episode of 2022. It is our year-end wrap-up, but it will be done in the style of a weekender, which it is, and this is in fact the 100th edition of the weekender. I don't know how we scheduled it so that we ended the year on 100, but we did. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we do have some of our listeners live and, you know, loud and proud here with us in Mumble. And we'll introduce them in a second. Uh, we got some people still trying to connect. But before we get into all of that and get on with the show, let's go ahead and introduce the uh, the regulars here. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Charlotte W5MOO.
1: And I'm Bill, NE4RD. Were you screwing up your own call signs where you, you calling well, each other's you
0: know, calls I,
3: <laughs> I had to remember yeah. to hit unmute because i was complaining <laughs> and i was like throws me off because i don't
1: have to ever do that yeah. well you can, so. you can go back to always open you don't well, know i am uh, going to leave it open now but yeah, yeah and, just...
0: and i was typing so you know i'm trying
1: <laughs> okay. to get
0: my stuff put in the in the ether so i got you
1: all right, gotcha. all right. Well, anyway, we're, we're all here now. Hopefully we don't have too many audio issues, but anyway, this will be in the style of a weekender. We will do our little picker wheel and topic, and we'll get some listener input on the topic, whatever topic it happens to be. Then we'll, we'll go down and do a little bit of year-end stuff, maybe a couple of predictions for 2023. Then we'll hit the hedonism, and then we'll get on out of here, and we won't be back for about a month. So we'll let everybody take a break for the holidays. And we hope everybody has a good one when that rolls around. But we should go ahead and start by uh, introducing the folks who are here and at least get a hello from the the folks who have decided to join us in the Mumble tonight. And I'm just going to go down the list as it is in mine, which, of course, is alphabetical. So you're, you know what order you're going to be in. So first, we have Don, KB2YSI. Good evening, Don. How are you?
4: Good. Good evening, everyone. Happy uh, Christmas and New Year's when we get there.
1: All right, very good. Thanks for being here. I don't know if Winston is the Mum- the Moomla user. Have we have we figured that out? Uh let's let's see. Is that you Winston KD2WLL? No confirmation, still working it out. That's okay. We'll come back to you. And uh finally for uh, for visitors tonight unless um I think uh Russ wanted to try and join. We'll see if he actually gets into the chat. We also have Gene Jean- Tony, Mike, and uh Russ in the uh that's KC5 CNT Russ and K6GTE and K4XSS and B E X8AAD who are listening. And uh so hopefully they'll uh interact uh, via chat, if not via voice, through the course of the show. But the first thing we do when we do a weekender is we spin the picker wheel. And uh so let's go ahead and do that now and hopefully it doesn't pick like a dud of a topic, because that would just be what should be expected, I guess, at this point. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> Okay, this this actually is a pretty good one and I think it'll work out for the folks who are uh, with us tonight. We're all trying to do stuff at the same time. So, let's let's see if we can hear Russ, KC5CNT. All right, we're just going to work on it as we go along, I guess. <laughs> Nothing to be done about it now. So, <laughs> yes, this is live, 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 live.
5: Okay,
3: so anyway,
1: The topic that it shows is a hedonism topic, which is good. I was kind of hoping for that. Didn't want to have to do a tech topic uh, for the last show. But it is your top five best albums or songs. I don't know if I can pick five off the top of my head. I could probably pick at least three. Let's not do songs. Let's do albums. Albums. uh, Yeah, top five albums. And you don't have to do five if you just want to pick a couple of albums that you really really like you know that'll work too i don't i don't necessarily want to go first on this unless we want to like round robin it or something (laughs) because there's a couple that come to mind immediately for sure and i know everybody's going to like different kinds of music and stuff like that so but you know my my music tends towards you know uh classic rock type stuff for sure
6: how about that i actually enable a push to talk on my phone Hey. <laughs> a miracle. It's actually working.
1: Yes. So that's Russ, KC5 CNT. Welcome. How are you doing?
6: Can't complain. Uh it is a little bit cold up here. So when you guys do come towards New Hampshire, um, be warned. It's about 17 degrees right now and a, a partial full moon. Uh but I'm doing great. i uh, just got home from Burlington, a uh, little Christmas shopping with the family. So um glad to be here and thanks for the invite.
1: Well, we're glad you made it, and that's great we're We're actually tanking on our our temperatures. We're supposed to be in the with highs in the upper twenties by the end of the week, so it won't actually be much different for us i I guess I'll just kick this off and maybe we can do it around Robin style or something like that. but top five albums and and I'll just put the one out there that comes immediately to mind for me is something that has has been for me as close to a perfect album as there could be, like, no no bad songs on it. I could listen to it and have listened to it probably thousands of times over and over again, like, in order, out of order. Uh, I could pick it up any time of any day and listen to it, and that would be Paul Simon's Graceland. I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who doesn't like it, at least a little. I would say it's as close to a perfect album as you could pretty much find, at least in the classic rock uh, singer-songwriter genre. That's where I'm gonna start. Who wants to go next? Who's got one that they really, really love? I'm taking notes, by the way. <laughs> oh, you gotta take notes. Yeah, I get. It. I mean maybe some of these are something I haven't heard of. So you can you can <laughs> chat in the chat room too if you got a, if you got one in the chat room, definitely put it out there. I'd love to hear it. I'm curious what one of Cheryl's is.
0: My favorite album in the world.
1: Well, one of your top five. Doesn't have to be your favorite.
0: Fleetwood Back Rumors.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a real good one. That's a real good one. It's another one of those ones. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't at least like it a little bit, or a few songs on it, for sure. Mm. And since we recently lost Christine McVie, it's been getting a lot of play. I'm,
3: oh, I'm, I'm at a toss-up here. Which one I want to mention first? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I will just say that these are not in any particular order that I mention them. Okay. But I, but I'm going to say uh, Steely Dan Asia is one of my top albums.
1: That's a really good album. Yes. Okay. Just, just going to go with that one for now? Okay. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, I can go with a couple
1: other ones. No, no, no. no. Oh, we're, we're doing one at a time now. Anybody else want to throw one out there? I see Pete's typing. Let's as, see what
4: it As someone that's a little bit younger than um, the three <laughs> of you, not by much, not by much. Um, uh, the first one I'll throw out there is uh, Nirvana, Nevermind. That was um, oh, yeah. le- near and dear to my heart back in, back when growing up.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and another one you... It, it's even if you don't particularly like Nevermind or the grunge movement or anything like that. It, I think it's one of those albums you can safely say that ninety-five percent of people who are still breathing have heard. So, <laughs> yeah, real good one. All right, anybody else? I, I, Pete says he's troubleshooting his audio. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw a I'll throw a weird one out there. It's um, since, since I don't want to have a lot of dead air in here. But this is one that, again, yes, I we're a little bit older. I just turned fifty three, so yeah, it's it's going to speak to the kind of music that I really like. But uh, there's an album with a weird title by Pete Townsend called "All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes," and it's a it's got like eighteen mm-hmm. songs on it or something, some ridiculous number of songs, and it's sort of all over the place stylistically, but th- every track is incredible to me so let's see gene in the chat room has songs of innocence by terry scott taylor that's not one i'm familiar with and i'm writing it down i don't even know what kind of music that is
3: i don't know either that's worth a google
1: it is definitely worth a google so songs of innocence
0: well you guys are googling oh i'm a big fan of queen
6: oh yeah yeah Pick an
0: album.
6: Queen, <but laughs> Bach is really good one for me. So a bit Fire of Unknown Origin. So yeah, you know, Veterans of Psychic Wars. You know, Don't Fear the Reaper. You know, yeah. Boy, Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult. Yep,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, for Queen, I I'm hard pressed to pick between A Kind of Magic and probably The Works, which okay. came out with a few years of each other. So. Right.
1: Yeah, those are all so good. going
4: deviate. Okay. Oh. Um, I'll deviate just a little bit, and I'll give you why. So this band, is a it's a punk band, but they only have a very small amount of uh, songs. So if you put all of them together, even though they have different albums, it doesn't even come to like an actual, like a, a normal album called the Nearly Deads, or the Nearly Deeds, I forget which way you say it, D-E-A-D-S, um, and they have, some of their songs are actu- are really cool. I just wish that there was more of them
1: yeah that's this isn't on my top five or anything but there was a there was a great sort of punk metal band a few years ago called acid bath they only put out two albums that i'm aware of and they're both great they, they would not make my top five for sure but if that's the kind of music you like you should definitely try and find them newly really dead an american alternative rock band from nashville formed in 2010 oh female that's lead singer? Kind of, yeah amazing. yeah
4: she's God, I don't know. I really like her. They did come back, sort of. They started doing some stuff kind of over the pandemic. I think a lot of uh, bands that kind of uh, fell away <laughs> did that. They started just doing stuff because everybody was at home and had nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people who like go on the late night talk shows who, who are into music talk about that. They got a lot of songwriting done you know, during the pandemic, and so a lot of music is coming out now based on that.
6: I will say my XYL likes pentatonics. We actually sort of knew them back in Arlington when they were growing up there.
1: Yep, pentatonics. We like listening to them. I I mean, we typically only listen to pentatonics in the you know holiday times, but. Okay, so I got a couple more that I can think of that I am I sort of go by the, like, I consider them close to perfect albums. I I think I've got my my remaining three already picked out, so which order do I want to do these in? Okay, I'll just do this one because it's the first one that came to my head. American Idiot by Green Day has to be close to a perfect album, Um, and if you're into pop punk at all, it's probably one you've heard, so I really like that one. So who wants to go next? I'm going to say something newer, uh, Blurry Face by 21 Pilots. Okay, 21 Pilots. We, I like to listen to 21 Pilots, but I haven't found a whole lot of their stuff that I'm really into. We, we, Cheryl and I both love Heathens, which is great. Um, the song, I've listened to a couple of their albums, but nothing really stood out for me other than a couple of tracks that were kind of popular on the radio. But that's cool, 21 Pilots. Cheryl, you got any others over there?
0: uh jonathan colton thing a week two
1: thing a week two specifically okay which one is that one
0: that's the one with curl chiron beta prime brains talk with george stroller town
1: oh yeah flicker that's that's a real good one for sure because he did um he did what four thing a weeks because that comes out to 52 weeks so
0: (laughs) right yeah and i don't remember which one ikea is on i think that's on three so and for those that don't know jonathan colton's kind of a geek rocker so we're friends with him so yeah
1: that's a good one that's that's kind of an interesting story how those albums came about too and how that was sort of his introduction to the music scene because he was a programmer before <laughs> so somebody wants to find out more about jonathan colton he's on wikipedia You find out all about how he came to to prominence in music and if you've ever heard of the game portal it's it's on all the platforms he he did the music for the ending credits uh, I think we've talked about that before. Anyway, anyone else have uh, anything they want to throw in? Again, I have two more queued up here, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: I'll for some rock, of you. Good.
4: In the rock vein, uh, they're uh, I don't know exactly how big they are, but uh, flaw, uh, their specifically their Through the Eyes album was another one that I listened to repeatedly. I think at one point it was just in the cd player in my truck for probably like weeks <laughs> just every time you got in it just put start playing and just let it kept going Who i don't know I, I listened to that one a lot
1: all right very cool
4: streamer died again
3: hey <laughs> and while you're doing that I'll, I'll i'll say uh one that of course is always good um <laughs> pink floyd dark side of the moon come on <laughs> yeah that talk was... about a perfect album that has no breaks in it
1: That's true. It was two hundred and something weeks on Billboard 200, right? Some yeah, some stupid number. (laughs) uh, I think it still holds the record for the longest time on on the charts. I'm sure
3: Tay Tay will fix that.
1: (laughs) Tay Tay (laughs) Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's gonna break all the records. (laughs) She might break a bunch of records. I don't know about longevity. Yeah, we'll see how it sticks. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's as timeless as, as uh Dark Side for sure.
0: Yeah, and we just saw Roger Waters, so that was kind of a cool yeah, yeah, addendum to that. So
1: definitely a different spin on some some Pink Floyd stuff and of course some of his own. So but yeah, that's a good one though. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that no one's probably ever heard of. It's an album called Trace by a group uh, called Sunvolt. Uh they're actually out of St. Louis, so kind of a local local one and i heard i first heard it on like a college radio station when that album came out which i think was 1996 i want to say and i have been a mega fan of sunvolt ever since and but that that album of, of all their albums is definitely comes as close to a perfect album as i can think of so that one's really good anyone else before i uh throw out my last one anyone else in the chat Cause the only one left in the chat right now is Mike, so (laughs) everyone else is here (laughs) talking to us live, so Oh, there's Pete there
3: again. Let me bring him over.
1: Ah, good. Hopefully Pete maybe Pete will have something to add to this. See if he's got his audio issues worked out. I know he was working before.
5: I'm I'm back. I I had nothing. I had no I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Apologies. But now it's for some reason. I, I I heard something about Pink Floyd in in a. a we're snippet, talking about
1: your top so top five favorite albums or music. <laughs> oh goodness!
5: <laughs> hey, we're <laughs> didn't make it harder.
1: We're all we're all uh, coming up with things.
5: <laughs> well, we'll come, oh, up, with come things, up with then. things then. That's, that's what uh, we're that's here for. Um Tragically, hit different night. I think would be one of my pops. Being a good Canadian, you know, I have
1: to. Oh, yeah, very good.
5: Um. Oh hey. yeah,
1: hard to forget about that one for sure.
5: Yep, old classic. Uh, my very very first vinyl ever, Breakfast in very, America, you know, nice. Trap. That's always remained one of my favorite. Um, definitely Ducks Out of the Moon. I think I heard yep. somebody mention that before. Big Pink Floyd fan. Um, and last but least, I mean I have a very musical taste. I'll throw in. Um, the Beatles' White
1: Album because it's just
5: easy right now, and, <laughs> say. and and it has every one of their songs. That
1: well, I might disagree with you slightly about that. It's a toss-up for me between the White Album and Revolver.
5: But <laughs> ooh, good choice. That, well, well, the the White Album is more generic, you know, and it's white, which is very generic <laughs> at the
1: beginning. Fair enough. I just think. um that's my. That's my oh, no, that Harrison. makes perfect sense. But but honestly, when when the Beatles were going through the phase where they put out um, Rubber Soul and Revolver, that was that would, to me was their transition into like you know that that was their ascension into immortality. <laughs> so
5: but that that's when they were like hanging out in India and meditating. Like yeah, when uh,
1: Harrison was going through all the Maharishi stuff and yeah, throwing all the sitars and everything. But yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, that was an interesting one. And agree. It's, that, right, not right,
1: that I lived, it's, with, hard to forget Sergeant Pepper too. That's another one that's <laughs>
5: uh, every time somebody mentions Sergeant Pepper, I just think of the I don't movie. think
1: I've ever seen the movie.
5: <laughs> oh my god, really? Oh you have to. <laughs> so it's it's Beatles and it's cheesy and it's just awesome. It's kind of in the tradition of um
1: yeah, yeah, the monkeys. monkeys had, yeah, yeah hey, we're hey, the, the monkeys? monkeys. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah it, it's kinda of similar. I'm not sure who <laughs> stole who. I'm going to say the Beatles. I'm pretty the Beatles. sure the Beatles
1: you know preceded the monkeys. I'm not yeah. old enough.
5: But well, were they singing at the same time? I think so the monkeys were sure. I think they, they were slightly later. I,
1: I think the I think the Beatles were like 1963 and the monkeys were a few years later. But I could be wrong on that. Charles is going to google it and tell me how wrong I am. So <laughs> <laughs> I only got
5: it through my parents. So that's that of course and elvis i could have to run some elvis in there i grew up listening to way (laughs) too much
1: uh i i could make a case that any elvis is too much elvis but that's
5: (laughs) (laughs) i used to hate it but as as i get on in life i'm finding that it reminds me of my youth
1: well that's okay i have an unhealthy appreciation for neil diamond so i think we're okay
3: (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh, nice.
3: I've seen
1: him live a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's see. Yeah, I wish I could have seen him live. He doesn't tour anymore. But
0: yeah, a fun thing about the the Beatles is Louise Harrison actually lives in Branson, Missouri, which is 45 minutes from our house, and actually started a group called the Liverpool Legends, which did Beatles knockoff stuff, and to be honest, they were pretty damn good. But regarding the ages, the Beatles started in the 60s, and the Monkeys started in 66. So,
1: Wow, I got one right. Close. Right
3: <laughs>
1: Commit that to memory. I'll be a witness. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to throw up my last uh, candidate for a perfect album. And that is U2's "The Joshua Tree." Ooh, uh, U2 goodness. has a lot of albums, and they have a lot of good albums. But if you listen to everything on the Joshua Tree, I I dare you to find something that isn't at least really good. So
3: that reminds me of a story.
1: <laughs> well, it's
3: <let's hear> it. <laughs> uh, like our first uh, first going to a pub in Ireland and listening to live music. The first song we heard was a U2 cover.
2: <laughs> and I, I
3: looked at my wife and I said, "Well, it is Irish." <laughs> that's true
1: it is irish they, they did come from there so
3: well, wasn't quite the irish uh, live music you're expecting to see in a irish pub. but <laughs> it's like, okay
1: okay i'm i'm good for that I'm, it's, it's not bad <laughs> all right anybody else uh, want to throw anything else
6: it's not a song by a band or anything but the soundtrack to rocky horror picture show
1: yeah, that's pretty good. I, it took me a long time to get into Rocky Horror, but yeah, I drug you kicking
0: and screaming into Rocky Horror, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can I can deal with it now. It just it was not my favorite thing back in the day, but, <laughs> but I always knew
6: I liked Cheryl.
0: <laughs> I just I don't know why I like Rocky Horror so much, but they actually a few years ago, Russ and I went to Rocky Horror. You know, screen, you know, show, and we actually won a picture of Tim, a signed picture of Tim Curry. Yeah, it's and Frank it's and hanging Furt. on the wall. Yeah, it's Furter. It's hanging on the wall in our bar. So, but it was it was a fun show. I think Russ actually enjoyed it because there was a costume contest and all kinds of stuff. We actually have gone twice now. So,
5: yep. I was going to ask, did you did you get the whole because they do that once a year here at Halloween where they have the screening and everybody gets dressed up. Oh, as yeah. They, character. And they had That's the bags with,
0: you know, you could buy like the prop bags that had squirt guns and party hats and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So uh, I, yeah, it was like five bucks. I was like, of course, in order to do the whole thing, we did that. There was, t- I think there's a couple of pieces of toast in the bag and things like that. So, which I had to get Russ drunk in order to get him to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably added to his appreciation of the whole thing. So, <laughs>
5: oh, you guys are all out. we have to, yeah, go no to that, <laughs> the, like This site. is
0: in a um, restored theater, old theater in Springfield, Missouri. So they're pretty picky about. They don't want you bringing anything from the outside in. They and they want to be able to say, you know, we know this is water and not vodka and your score gun type thing. So. So yeah, we got we got the squirt guns, we got some toast, there's some popcorn, I think, uh, some playing cards, things like that. There were, you know, different things in the bag that goes along with all you know, all the different things with a list of when you need to throw your toast or one over. So it was it was fun. So but
1: All right. That's cool. I don't necessarily want to belabor this anymore unless anyone has any last minute things they want to throw out before we get on to a couple of other things.
0: I'm surprised you didn't mention Green Day.
1: I did mention you did. Green Day. Oh, American, did you? Sorry. American sorry. Idiot. Yep. I'm
0: oh, sorry. I missed that. So.
1: <laughs> no, that's they were, that's still my favorite concert experience. Um, but they also, yeah, American Idiot is one of those very close to, to perfect albums for sure. Yeah. So. All right. Very good. Well, thanks everybody for pitching in on that. That was kind of cool. I like to hear the the other things and I definitely made some notes down at the bottom. I, I just started typing things in, but there's a few things down there that I definitely need to check out for myself because I'm not aware of them and I will, will do that. I've got a music library and I need to add stuff to it. So I will. We need to get on with the show. So let's go to uh, Bill put segment 1.1. 1. 1. <laughs> Which is uh, end-of-year predictions. And the thing is, we were going to go back and look at our predictions from last year and see if any of them came true. I kind of skipped through our last episode from last year, and I didn't hear any.
3: Oh, we must have faked it then.
1: (laughs) They might have been, like, sprinkled out, you know, throughout, but there was no segment where we made predictions. So...
0: No, we we didn't actually say, you know, these are our predictions. They were sprinkled out throughout the show. Yeah. That I do remember, so.
1: Okay, so there was probably something in there. We may have to revisit that at some point, but I did not go and listen to the entire show. I didn't have enough time, so. So that being said, let's just go ahead and make some predictions for 2023. And, and we definitely want to have some folks uh, who are listening and chatting with us make some predictions about 2023 if they would like, for sure. Uh, I, I put down one prediction and one surety, so uh, I think I'm, i think I get one of them uh, without question. But if anybody has anything else they want to predict, whether it's amateur radio or open source related, we'd love to hear it. So the first one I put down is an amateur radio prediction, and that is that there will be a new mode from the WSJTX developers that surpasses the popularity of FT8. Mm, I can see that. It may be a variant of FT8, because there already are some of those, like FT4. But I think I think something will come along that will not kill F T eight, but will become the new hotness in twenty twenty three. So we'll see if that happens. And Bill's got one that's related to uh, an episode we did a couple a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> mine's kind of a
3: joke one, but <laughs> I'm going to stick to my guns on this. Uh, yeah, there will be an
1: unmanned de expedition that's <laughs> entirely it- po- it's possible i mean we' we've certainly gone down the plausibility route so so how do you see it happening? somebody's gonna drop something from a weather balloon and
3: nah, it'll be yeah drop box basically self deploy it i think you yeah, know totally unmanned, totally unmanned we're talking you know rover here
5: <laughs>
3: you know to run f t eight only you know maybe f t four if it's doing fancy or something like that but uh yeah i think uh i, I I, I, you know, tongue in cheek, I, I think it'll happen. Yeah. This next year.
1: So here's a, here's an interesting thought. I, it just occurred to me We're we're sending people, well, we're supposedly sending people back to the moon here before too long. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're making, uh, motions in that direction. In so, theory, yeah. yeah, in theory. Right. So when, when will we can take a pool, maybe set up a pool, what, what year will be the first ham radio contact with an actual person on the moon?
3: Oh, <laughs> Ooh. When are we supposed to have manned people up there? Not till twenty twenty four, right?
5: I was going to ask, like, when
3: yeah, are I think up? we're they're orbiting the moon in twenty twenty four. I don't even know if they're even landing.
1: I'm just saying you could pick a number that's far out if you think, but yeah, you know, like twenty twenty nine or something. But yeah, I'm just saying it might be something to think about because we are thinking of doing it. So
3: yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, if I were to throw my dart, I would say 2030.
1: 2030. Yeah, that's I think that's reasonable. I might go a little shorter than that. I'd say twenty twenty eight. Okay, that's not really. That's a that's a different kind of prediction. That's not happening next year. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not next year.
5: Follow up question: Since every um, spaceship is uh, with ham radio, will they be contacting uh, on the very first moon or subsequent? Will there be some? Am I asking
3: Well, I mean, not every spaceship has ham radio. So the ISS has ham radio, and the space shuttle had ham radio, and Mir had ham radio. I think even Skylab had ham radio, maybe. Um, well, y- you, if you were to say all <laughs> the
5: most of them, all maybe. the star- okay, all the ones you. that like most,
3: uh, most all the manned the ones matter. that must put up, no. All the ones that fly out of um, Kazakhstan, no, I don't think so. They do have telemetry units, but they don't they don't do any radio traffic beyond their normal positional
5: traffic. So is it more of a US Yeah, because
3: you? of the, you know, the shuttle flights always had like, you know, extra scientists and everything else aboard. So and that wasn't like every flight either. It was just when they had amateurs that were on board and that that would be part of the mission if that was scheduled to have time to be part of the mission. If I remember correctly, obviously, we haven't had one of those in quite a while. <laughs>
1: There was a mic in the chat room says five years, so I think that sounds like 2028 to me as well. So there's two votes for 2028.
3: Or is he going for 2027?
1: Well, I think we're close enough to the end of 2022 that we'll call it 2028. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Unless he wants to correct me and say, no, he meant 2027, then, you know, he certainly will, you know, capable of doing that. (laughs)
3: That would be interesting if they put like, um, I just don't know what kind of range it would have, like some kind of. Cube set circum, you know, circling the moon or something like that that we could actually hit. That would probably be harder to hit than uh than hitting the moon itself. Yeah, I, I <laughs> want to on... know what the grid square is. Yeah,
1: yeah. M zero, M zero. That's right. I said I want to know what the grid square is. He said M zero. Yeah, M zero. <laughs> that was funny.
4: I mean, they're trying to get on the lunar gateway, but I mean, that's still a little ways out, so. I mean it's possible at some point.
3: Yeah, I mean since they've dropped some commercial infrastructure up there, you know. I you know, who knows? They could they could probably ramp it up. But obviously early on, you know, we need return on investment decisions and stuff like that and science doesn't really uh does <laughs> really put the bill in commercial space uh, ventures. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, we do have a couple of uh, open source predictions as well, and like I said, mine's not really a prediction; it's an absolute certainty. So, I don't, uh, because I don't think Bill is going to try to not do this, so <laughs> I'm try hard to beat it now. <laughs> <laughs> i said bill will try at least 10 different distros in 2023 and i i don't see any way that doesn't happen so now is that like you know
3: as a daily driver <laughs> or no that, that just, just means a... you
1: you put it oh. on a machine and you use it for more than a day
3: oh okay so more than just an episode test right okay okay i could i could see that i could see that now, that could
1: happen yeah i could, I could see that <laughs> <laughs> i actually debated putting fedora on my imac i was, I was literally toying with the idea
3: yeah <laughs> yeah you 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 should <laughs> <laughs> but you should do the other one that we talked about there's a fedora uh, spin that's a little bit better i think uh that we talked about um if you can remember what it is uh, it was I might a few do episodes that. ago <laughs> Yeah, it was a few episodes ago, and I I, I kind of commented that it was really actually not not as bad as I thought it would be. It has a really colorful wallpaper and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it wasn't very long ago. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple months or something like that. Um, but yeah, my prediction is that PipeWire will really will reach version one point zero status, which I think it I think it's possible. I mean, they're they're moving along pretty well, and uh, the development on it is going good um obviously we're in 0.3 territory right now but i think they'll be close enough that next year that yeah we'll get a i think we'll get a 1.0 release and you know the wheels will fall off
1: <laughs> i'll make another prediction based on that prediction my prediction is that by the okay. end of, by the end of 2023 there will be another audio subsystem for linux that supersedes pipewire <laughs> oh
3: no not again oh no <laughs> Finally, one Pop- half works, and I don't need to spin up Jack and everything else and, and do all kinds of weird stuff.
4: Wasn't Pop! OS working on something that they just sort of announced recently, or was that on the graphics side?
3: Um, the only thing I know they've been doing is the Cosmic desktop.
4: Uh, maybe that was it then.
3: I mean, they do a lot of custom stuff for their particular boxes. Like, uh, they have their own power management stuff for their laptops that works a little bit better. Um, I don't think they've messed around with the audio. They're on Pipewire as well, because that's what I'm on right now. <clears throat> but I, I could be wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely look that up. <laughs> Obviously, these are predictions, so they may or may not come true. Anything's through.
3: good, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe they will.
1: <laughs> PopOS will have a new audio system
3: that will revolutionize <laughs> GNOME.
1: <laughs> All right. I don't I don't have anything else that's coming to mind, so anybody else I didn't want to throw anything out there? Nope, guess not. <laughs>
3: We could say Open Indiana will have another release that
1: nobody cares about. <laughs>
3: As I said the other day, Open Indiana is a
1: solution to a problem that no longer exists. So I'm still scratching
3: my head on this. Is like, should I download it? Just look at it. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, can it be ham radio ready? Open Solaris. I mean, Open
1: Indiana. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious what Open Indiana's hammer, you know, LHS readiness score would be right now. I'm going to guess it's like under one.
5: <laughs>
3: well, no, I think everybody gets one just for being like, well, I guess it's only for Linux systems, huh? <laughs> so since it's not Linux, it, this is that point. So it doesn't even get the freebie that I give everybody else. <laughs> so I think even Gen 2 has one point and Slackware has at least a point. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right fair enough well let's let's get on with it there's a few predictions we'll see what comes of it and and these were actually all done in one little thing and it's actually in our show notes now so we won't screw this up for next time around but cheryl is back at her desk which is a good thing because we're down to some more hedonism and when we get into hedonism we talk about food first and foremost and she's going to tell us what her recipe corner is for tonight
0: should i go let the dogs out? <laughs>
1: Who let Who the dogs in? I think we just out. got the answer <laughs> to that <laughs> question.
0: <laughs> well, apparently they shut up now, so they're they're locked yeah. in now. So, okay, <laughs> so for my recipe tonight, I picked cheeseburger Wellington. And if you don't feel like messing with a beef Wellington, you can make a cheeseburger Wellington. And for this, it calls for okay, a you might
1: you might have to let them out.
0: <laughs> All right, hang on.
1: <laughs> All right, I think Cheryl's uh, back. I'm back. Okay. Well, give it a go. You were talking about cheeseburger Wellingtons.
0: Yeah. I, let me just start over and you can cut out all that stuff. So.
1: <laughs> well, there was, there was other stuff I need to leave in, so just go for it.
0: All right. So so this time I picked out cheeseburger Wellington. So if you don't feel like messing with a beef, you know, making a beef Wellington, you can do a cheeseburger one, which will be a little easier. So it calls for puff pastry, a slice of bacon, just one, not a whole package. That That's our kitchen. Uh, Eight ounces of hamburger or ground beef, salt and pepper to taste, some cayenne pepper to taste, some sharp cheddar cheese, and a large egg. Um, Then the recipe is a a little convoluted, it's not too bad, Um, but you can read about all of that in the show notes. And then for my mixed drink corner, I picked a hot buttered rum, but this has a completely new spin on it. And I'm a huge fan of hot buttered rum, as is Russ, even though he doesn't like hot drinks. but this one actually requires a batter to be made. So that requires, yeah, the recipe requires some gold rum, the hot butter rum batter, some boiling water, some nutmeg, um, and a cinnamon stick if you wanna use that. Uh, your batter that you need to make requires one pound of butter, a pound of brown sugar, a pound of white sugar, a tablespoon of cinnamon, and a tablespoon each of ground cloves and ground nutmeg.
1: So that's a teaspoon. You definitely don't want to say tablespoon.
0: Oh, sorry. Teaspoon. Excuse (laughs) me. (laughs) Teaspoon of each of clove and nutmeg. Uh, You stir to combine this all up, and then you add one quart of softened vanilla ice cream. Stir it all up again. Transfer this to a container with a lid. Seal it and store it in your freezer. So when you're ready for your hot buttered rum, take out a scoop of the uh, batter put it in your cup with your rum and your boiling water, and you're all set. So,
1: All right, very good. I'm going to try and get through mine here relatively quickly. This is a bourbon that I'm going to review that I have never heard of until about a week and a half ago. It's called Puncher's Chance. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I tried to follow the logic of where this actually comes from. It's apparently in conjunction with a former distiller of Angel's Envy, Michter's, and Brown Foreman, who teamed up with a distillery in Oregon to produce a Kentucky straight bourbon that actually comes out of Kentucky. So take that for whatever it is. I don't know what the age on this is. I think it's like five and six year bourbon blended together. I think that's what it says. So hopefully that's correct. If not, I will correct it after the first of the year. The mash bill on it is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. The proof on this particular bottle, because this is a barrel pick, it's not the standard release. I believe the standard release is 90 proof, 45%. This one comes in at 57.6%, which is 115.2 proof. The region is Kentucky. It's actually distilled in Kentucky, but it's, like I said, it's in uh, associated with a distillery in Oregon. The color on it is a nice deep caramel, or what you might call an amber color, and it's uh, pretty typical for a bourbon. It does have some interesting tasting notes, though. On the nose, it's just like a lot of bourbons. It has caramel, oak, vanilla, baking spice, nuts, and like bread dough. On the taste, it has some similar things, oak, caramel, baking spice, vanilla, nuts, and that bread dough. It also has some dark fruit and some praline, like sweetened nuts, which is really nice. And the finish on it is a little dry, but also has some hints of spice and sweetness. You get more of that toasted oak, the baking spice, some fruit, um, almost like a um, fruit cake, uh, and some dried nuts as well. So it's it's pretty good. This this particular barrel pick was fifty dollars. I think the normal price on Puncher's Chance is like under. 30? I want to say it's like 28 or something. So it's uh, pretty reasonable and if the standard, you know, release is anything like this barrel release, it's going to be pretty good. I admit to not having tried a lot of it yet, so I'm going to take one quick sip before I give it a number. Yeah, the rise is a little forward, but I'm starting to not mind that so much, and it's got good character and um, even at 115.2, it's um it's got a good mouthfeel to it and everything. I'd say it's a solid 89. So you know, I might revisit it in a week or two, and it might uh, go up or down a little bit. But I can't quite give it a 90 because there's a lot of stuff that's and some stuff that's even a little less expensive that I've given low 90s to. But I think 89 is is definitely where it needs to go. So uh, if this is something you can have access to, you should definitely check it out, especially in the uh, less expensive version. It's uh it's pretty darn good. Puncher's Chance Kentucky Straight Bourbon. So what do you got, Bill? Anything?
3: Yeah yeah uh no nothing new i'm uh, i'm just enjoying a nice uh little dram of uh peerless um uh, rye right now so yeah peerless small batch yummy
1: out, out of rossville or no peerless peerless no are are you out of rossville is that what you're doing
3: oh no 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 i'm kind of you know saving that you know that rossville bottle i got uh is is a 60 percent version so i'm like i don't want to run through it too fast because it's uh it's, uh, yeah, I haven't seen a 60 actually come out with, uh, in the barrel pick on that or whatever you call it, the full barrel proof.
1: All right. Very cool. So yeah, if you're into the rye whiskeys, Rossville Union and Peerless, both very good choices. And I did try another really good rye couple of weeks ago but i don't remember what it is so i'm gonna to have to look that up and when we get around to the next weekend or i'll definitely if i don't have a bottle of it by then i'll definitely let everyone know what it was because it was oh oh no i know what it was it was the it was the rieger Riga rye it comes out of kansas city it's actually really good and and very inexpensive 20 something a bottle so it's it's not really on the the caliber of you know peerless or rossville union but it's very good for what it costs I don't know what kind of distribution they have right now, but if you can get it, you should definitely try it.
3: What was it one more time?
1: Rieger, J. Rieger. Okay, sweet. All right, very good. So, for announcements and feedback, I just want to mention the Selfie store or Selfie store, however they want to pronounce it, where you can get caps and stuff. I'm still working with it. I don't know why they haven't processed those orders that have come in so far, but I'm going to get with their tech support and figure that out here pretty quick. But that's where you can get hats and jackets, caps phone cases, things like that, that we can't do here ourselves. Those are print to order, and I think I've got all the pricing sorted out, so it's uh, reasonably inexpensive if you want to get a T-shirt or, or something like that. Uh, lhspodcast.selfie.store, that's S-E-L-L-F-Y.store, and also lhsf slash shop2 if you want to check out that merchandise. Uh, we, had a, we had someone a long time ago. And just recently now ask about whether or not we were on Mastodon. And uh, the, the answer to that question previously was no. But now I have joined Mastodon and you'll be able to find me at K5TUX at Mastodon.radio on the Mastodon network whenever they approve me. So so if you're looking to find me on uh, Mastodon, check that out. And I will be, of course, looking for all our listeners and all other uh, amateur radio operators over there on, on Mastodon. Because everybody needs one more social media network, and that's all I've got. Anybody else have any uh, announcements or anything they want to get to? All right, good.
6: <laughs> I'm good over here, just staying all warm, right. making a glass of tea. Good.
1: Sweet. All right. Well, we'll say we'll say uh, adieu to everyone here in a minute. We'll go down the list of the folks that are, have joined us, and uh, then we'll get on out of here. But let's get Cheryl to wrap up our new subscribers and live participants and all of that before we do so.
0: Okay, this week for subscribers and Patreons, we had Winston, KD2, WLL. No one joined us on Facebook. For Twitter, we had at Signal and at Kilo Mike, 9 Golf. And those are all spelled out in case you're looking for them, except for the 9. Uh, YouTube, there was no one. There was nothing on the mailing list. No merchandise sales. On Discord, we had PC2C and XPL. And for the live chat, we had Don, KB2YSI. Winston, KD2WLL, Pete, VE2XPL, Gene, BX8AAD, Mike, K G K6GTE, excuse me, Darren, VK6EK, Robert, W1RCP, Tony, K4XSS, Russ, KC5CNT, and Ted, WA0EIR.
1: All right, very good. So let's get to our folks who are here with us live and see if everybody's still got their audio connected so let's go down the list real quick and say don kb2 ysi thanks for joining us tonight hope you have a great holiday season and uh we'll talk to you again next year as same to you and everyone else see you on the discord yep we will definitely be on the discord don't forget about that uh it's a active community we'd like to bring it up to uh, more active, the more active it gets, we'll actually be able to be discovered on the Discord community sites. We have to have thousand participants. It's gonna take a little while, but uh, if you know anybody who wants, to, who needs to be a part of our Discord, please let them know about that. So, and then then we can be searchable, which is really cool.
6: And uh, we can only grow from
1: there. So then we have Russ, KC5CNT. Thanks for joining us from Vermont. Hey
6: guys for inviting me. Um- just want to wish you and uh, yours a very Merry Christmas for my family, and um, hope it's a white Christmas over y'all over yonder, and um, be safe, be well. 73 is KC5CNT. All
1: right. Thanks very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And last but not least, our former co-host from a few years back, we have Pete, VE2XPL. Thanks for joining us, Pete. Yeah, my, my life was <laughs> a little hectic. <laughs>
5: Uh, To say the least, but uh, it's starting to uh, calm down. So I'm I'm actually uh, hoping to uh, join you guys more often, if I may. Yeah,
1: well, we'll definitely keep that in mind. And we'll let you know when we have a decent opportunity. We'd love to have you back on and hopefully with uh, better audio than you've got on Mumble tonight. So, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, thanks to everybody else who joined us in the chat for the live show, Uh, whether or not you participated on air, we really appreciate it. And uh, we also really appreciate all the listeners, all the supporters of the show. And uh, we hope you have a great holiday season and a great rest of 2023. We'll catch you all again when we record episode number 494, which will be on the 9th of January in 2023. So have a great year. We'll talk to you all very, very soon. Best to everyone out there. This has been episode number 493 of Linux in the Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
1: And I'm Bill N-E-4-R-D-73.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Shack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's one 909 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.